and welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies, and sometimes TV movies, and tell you all about them. I'm Merrick Kay, president of podcasts at Fanbyte, (laughs) and uh, I am joined as always by the dynamic duo of Fanbyte editor-in-chief Danielle Riando and Fanbyte uh, social editor. What's your title? Social media manager. I think social I'm media yeah. manager. Yeah. LB Hunk Tears. Hunk 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 Hunk. This week on You Love to See It, it's <laughs> Truck versus Cuck as we talk about <laughs> 1971 American action thriller film Steven Spielberg's Duel, written by Richard Matheson, based on his own 1971 short story. The film marks the feature-length directorial debut of a little guy called Steven Spielberg and was distributed by Universal Pictures as a television film. This was on TV. I believe that, especially with this budget. (laughs) It has a a small uh, feel to it, but not in a bad way, not in a derogatory way. It is a tight and tightly produced, small, contained film about terror in the American West. So I cannot imagine watching Duel with commercial breaks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, I'm watching this, you know, this very tense desert landscape. I also want a little itty bitty screen, too, because, like, TV screens in the 70s were so small and often black and white. Um, I'm watching, like, itty bitty screen, just silence, tension, and then commercial break, and it's just, like, loud talking and things happening and then back to the movie where not much happens like a drink pepsi yeah (laughs) wear these fucked up pants and drink pepsi and smoke (laughs) cigarettes too probably yeah Um, oh yeah it's the 70s smoke cigarettes they're good for you everyone loves it uh duel was originally going to be a major motion picture um gregory peck was uh planned to star in the film he passed on it And then it was made into a TV movie. Good call. Um, And uh, apparently Spielberg uh, was just sort of like skulking around at Universal at the time. (laughs) And he loved the movie. He loved the script so much when he found it that he begged them to let him direct it. Um, he, uh, He had previously dropped out of film school in 1969. Nice. Uh, and very he nice. had, he did an episode for the show Night Gallery, which mm-hmm. uh, didn't work out very well. And then he took a break from filmmaking, and this was the, his first feature film. He never finished his degree. Um, this was his, his hell yeah of, king, yeah hell yeah king, <laughs> yeah yeah get it. Um, it aired uh, on CBS as a Saturday night movie, and uh, it was received extremely well. And uh, is sort of the precursor to a lot of uh, thriller movies in the 70s and isn't as widely known as something like Jaws, but you can really easily see the building blocks of Jaws here in this sort of like man versus uncaring beast. And whereas in Jaws, it is uh, like an animal in Duel, it's a truck. And that is important because you think this movie is like, oh, so it's about a guy who's being chased by a guy in a truck who's trying to kill him. No, no. There is a guy driving the truck, but you only see him like you see his feet. You see the stunt driver like really, really briefly. 
Um, in like one shot for it a is second. like to be clear, it is like the sh- the truck that is trying to kill him, but not in like an evil car. Uh, Stephen King Not kind like of the way. racist truck ghost from Supernatural right. kind of way. Sure. Right. Not like that. Not like um what's the evil car movie? By, Christine. By Christine. Oh my it's not God, Christine. supernatural, but it's also not just like a guy either. It's just like this force is just has just picked to him to destroy after he passes the truck. So um I guess you know we can start from the from the top, I mean, this movie is is in terms of narrative. There there isn't like a lot there, so I think we can talk about it in like a yeah a nonlinear way. But sure. um, so you've got you've got the lead guy, um, whose name is uh, uh David Dave Mann. Mann. Da- his last name is literally With Mann. Two ends. He's just like a, a normal man, just an everyman, uh, and uh. And he's played by Dennis Weaver, who uh, he uh, probably is best known for his work on Gunsmoke mm-hmm. and uh, and the uh, police drama McCloud. And he was also in the Orson Welles film Touch of Evil. Oh, yes. Great, 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 great movie. Yeah. And uh, this uh, in this film, he plays just the most just like a the most like cucked 70s guy you can imagine <laughs> just there's a lot going on with this film in terms of like gender and masculinity and stuff but he's just like this this beta ass guy <laughs> with a little mustache with a little stupid tie his glasses um and the movie opens with him driving and listening to the radio where it's like a call-in show where a man is calling in to ask about filling in the census forms and he's talking about how he doesn't feel like he's the man of the, or he's the man of the house, but he's not the head of the house. And then he talks about how he's just like, also just like, where's the house dress and stuff because it's easier to pick things up. Uh, yeah, and the slippers and do yeah. housework and stuff like a housewife. And then he's like, but I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I, I don't, I don't want to put that on the census. What do my neighbors see? And they're like, Oh, sir, no one will see that. No one will see. It's fine. And uh, David Mann's just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like, but as we soon find out, he is, is much the same. Yeah. His first conversation, like so much of, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. There's a lot of monologuing and him kind of thinking to himself or talking to himself. But in one of the first bits of actual dialogue, he also, he calls his wife and he wants to apologize for, I guess, something that had happened at a party the night before. And like the implication is that she's mad at him because she didn't protect him enough and she felt like really threatened by some other guy. Or vice versa, like, yeah. Yeah, there's this like implication that it's his fault for not saying something to the guy. Like there's a whole lot going on with gender in the beginning of this movie. And maybe actually throughout the entire movie, if we if we talk about Snake Lady later, perhaps. Like there is like a lot about gender roles and gender. <laughs> Sorry, general, I really want to know then, your like, gender analysis of Snake Lady. Snake Lady. Honestly, I oh, want to talk I really about Snake want Lady it. for sure. Uh, See, when the truck destroys all those snakes, it's just him crushing all of these phallic symbols. You I know? was gonna say there it's like the penis um, envy issue. No, yeah. <laughs> we're just yeah. Um so interestingly, those scenes uh the scenes where he talks to his wife and then also the scenes with the school bus and the railroad crossing were not in the original TV movie um, because it was only 74 minutes long 
sure. when it was a TV movie. And they added all those scenes to make it um, because it was released in theaters, but only overseas. Huh. Okay. Uh, so they added those scenes and also they, they added cusses to make it sound more like a, a movie and not like a TV movie. <laughs> Because so he, wait, were those, did, so, but they shot it all, they shot it all at the same time. They just include it. They just put it back in or did they no, shoot it No, no, later? no, no. They, they shot more scenes. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Got it. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah that's actually really interesting. And uh, that opening sequence too, with the car driving through the city, that was added as well. Um, and I, I love, love I love the idea that, I love yeah. that sequence. Yeah. That <laughs> sequence, the opening of this movie of just like the, the kind of first person driving through the city with a radio. Uh, and then, like, leaving the city and getting into the wilderness and, like, the, the you know, just the these, like, air, areas between, like, quote-unquote civilization, right? Yeah. Because, like, that's where all this happens and, like, what enables it to happen because, like, it, it couldn't happen in a city, right? Like, the truck just would, you know. There's too many other there's people. There's too many other around. people around. Yeah. The, the point of this movie is, like, that there no one can help him. Um, and he tries to get help several times and uh, it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually I was, so I was watching this last night. I finished it this morning, but I, I started watching it last night. And my partner is like, this movie is my actual nightmare um, because they they do a lot of driving. And like we do a lot of like little miniature road trips and, and things like that. Um, and I've done like cross country road trips before, it, like entirely. But they drive alone a lot more than I do. And mm. like. They are just like, I can't, I can't even watch this. Like, this actually scares the shit out of me. This is my actual nightmare. Like, having, and of course, I think, like, there's more layers to that uh, in terms of, like, oh, somebody, a person could hurt me as well as, like, this big scary yeah. truck that is, like, a force, right? But, like, yeah. this poor man in this movie does have, like, basically several panic attacks. Like, I watch this movie and with the framing and the way it goes so mm-hmm. uncomfortably close up to him and the way he's sweating and breathing like he's basically having panic attacks uh once he kind of realizes that this truck is no good and like whoever this driver is is no good and like want is out to get him but there is like such a palpable fear and watching it at least partially with my partner who's very scared of this was also like kind of intense but in a very in a very good way like this is this thriller absolutely sells that feeling of panic that feeling of helplessness that feeling of like i'm outside in my machine and this person's outside in their machine and their machine's a lot bigger and more powerful than mine and oh my god i could just die in a second like it's very it's a very powerful tension i but sir okay i'm when i started watching this i was like i miss driving I miss driving because like I don't drive anywhere anymore because it's pandemic times you know Mm -hmm. and I miss driving I'm watching I'm watching this like 70s LA and I'm like Mm -hmm. he's on the 110 going north (laughs) and there's the my favorite tunnel that I love that I used to hit that tunnel every time I'd go to therapy but then I moved so now I don't hit that tunnel anymore it's a real bummer I'm like, oh, he's getting off the 110 and getting on the 5 North, and I'm all emotional about it. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, Uh, it's great. I then I I really didn't miss driving anymore though. But (laughs) Uh, trying to kill him, yeah. It's it really gets this like like the where they shot this. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of northern LA County. Canyon country acting like around Santa Clarita um, in the early and then like in all that's like built up now and 
you know, horrific, like pseudo McMansions and, uh, you know, environmentally like unsustainable gated communities and shit, uh, yeah. attempted planned suburbia that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. They're like the way everyone's sweaty and has all those cowboy hat guys at that cafe. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just, just like the scrub brush and the landscape, the amount of time I have spent. Okay. So like, I understand, I know intellectually that the amount of time I've spent sitting in my car or sitting in a car being driven around landscapes like that is not the bulk of my life. But if you think about how time processes when you're a kid Mm. and how like long everything feels, yeah, I feel like experientially like half my life has been spent. Oh, yeah. Like in cars driving through that exact landscape or like very similar landscapes to that. Um so like it's very like the ah uh, there's it's like it really it's such a, it's like a really visceral like sense memory thing of that like specific kind of dry heat and like dustiness and yeah ah uh, it's and I don't miss the, I do miss it I don't know it's like some of the ugliest parts of California also um, sure. I was like, just gonna say Bakersfield <laughs> yeah like they're having like Bakersfield <laughs> <But laughs> which sucks yeah. And like this was before the five, I think, was completed. So because they're not on, they're not on what we now know of as the I five, um, the the big freeway mm-hmm. highway that goes the interstate that goes up uh, the entire West Coast. But so it's this weird two lane highway, and it's just fucking desolate. Like there's not much around. I guess it's kind of pretty, but like if you've done desert drives, in yeah. like. You know, I mean, uh, you and Nikki just talked about your, uh, what, which, what what was the national park you love? Zion. It's incredible. Zion. Yeah. Like Utah and, you know, the Red Rock shit. Like that's beautiful desert country. Like California has some, we've got like Joshua Tree and stuff, but like this acting is not beautiful. Yeah. 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 Yes. (laughs) It's like, which is great. And this like, he's driving this really cute red Plymouth. And it's just like such a sassy little car. And uh, I just, I I really, I don't know. I'm like, I'm always that. I'm that person. I'm in my little, I'm in my cute little car driving off. Like I haven't done a road trip by myself in a while, but I used to go up um, to the Bay and back by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, like a cute little blue Prius and like, (laughs) Oh, people would get mad. People hated it when I passed them. Like <laughs> trucks and stuff. They hate it. They just get so mad and they look at you and they're like, oh, it's even worse than some beta cuck. It's some like girl type person. And they just passed me in a fucking Prius. I'm furious. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I know this feeling exactly. You just, you just gotta like, you just gotta go as fast as you can <laughs> and get mm-hmm. away from the angry truck. Yeah. Um, no one's ever tried to kill me though. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we would like, like to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. God, cars sucked in the 70s, huh? You couldn't just go real fast. Uh, Yeah. I mean, so the car that David Mann drives in the movie is a Plymouth Valiant, which uh, was first released in 1959 and uh, was sort of a well-known as like just a reliable automobile. 
uh, in the 60s and 70s. And it was one of the best-selling cars that Chrysler made and basically is credited with keeping that company going uh, during a time when it almost went bankrupt. And um, it's this beautiful red. Uh, like, it's almost like... like you get the sense that this is like the, this character is like one extravagance or something that he's like just such like a normal button down guy, but he's like, Oh, but I have a red Plymouth Valiant. Like that's his little thrill that he gets. Right. Um, And it stands out really well against the desert. Um, Yeah. It looks really good. And then the truck, the truck is interesting because like they used a couple of different trucks. Um, Spielberg said that he had like an audition for the truck (laughs) and he like was going through all these different trucks and like chose one because it looked like um, it had more of like a face than like the other possibilities. And um, also it's hard to like, it's easy to miss, but like the the truck has a bunch of license plates on it, which um, is in different states, which was actually common for, for trucks in the seventies for like, you know, cross-country trucks, but it also kind of, like, suggests that, like, this truck has killed before, right? They're trophies, They're trophies, yeah. Um, That didn't occur to me. That's so good. Yeah, Um, and every every shot that the truck was in, it it becomes, like, increasingly fucked up as the movie goes on. (laughs) Um, People added oil and grease and fake dead insects and stuff to it. Um, Every time it it's appears, it's just the nastiest, it. most disgusting truck. It's just it's a so really dirty. nasty ass truck. It's so dirty, um, you can barely like you can barely see through the windows. I mean, you can't really see the driver. Like the, the way it's shot, you can really almost never see it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like the truck is like the, the the other character, right? It's like David and and the truck, and um, there is so little dialogue, and honestly. If I could edit this movie, I think I would take out even more of the dialogue, yeah, like yeah. the internal monologue that he has. So yeah, there's a scene where, like, you know, the first time he escapes, uh, he escapes the truck and he goes into like a, a little roadside diner. Um, kind of like the first real murder attempt, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The truck. Yeah. yeah the truck does seem to like. Uh, the truck like waves him past. But then he can't see that the truck is basically waving him into an oncoming vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the truck is just like tailgating him and uh, makes him drive through a fence where like this just doddering old man comes over and is like, oh, seems like you got whiplash, fella. Like, <laughs> um, so so he goes into this this bathroom and then we get this internal monologue for the first time, which like I will say is pretty good writing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's when I bad. when I first heard it, I was like oh, this is weird. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like internal monologues often don't work for me in movies, but, um, but it does kind of like sum up the whole thing. Right. Um, where he's like, well, you never know. You just never know. You go along figuring some things don't change ever. Like being able to drive on a public highway without someone trying to murder you. And then one stupid thing happens, uh, 25 minutes out of your whole life and all the ropes that kept you hanging in there get cut loose. And it's like, there you are right back in the jungle again. Uh, and he's like, Oh, but it's over. It was a nightmare, but it's over. And it's like, it's obviously not over. Like the movie's only like half an hour in, but, um, 
we start, yeah, getting his like internal monologue where he's like losing his mind, right? Like he's just going paranoid and is like trying to figure out who is the driver and like looking at everyone's boots <laughs> and imagining himself going up to people and like apologizing. Oh, uh, God, and then, that scene is so rough. And then just being yeah. like, oh, he's crazy. Well, then, you know, what should I do then? Find him. What, what can I do about it? Find him a psychiatrist? And it's just like, <laughs> he's going through all of these things of like, okay, like you are like a rational adult man in in this culture. Like, what do you do when a fucking truck is trying to kill you? You like, you bargain, you like think about like, oh, well, he's crazy. Oh, I'll call, I'll call the police or like, I'll call a psychiatrist or something. And like, none of that works. Um, and then he tries to, he thinks he's found the guy and he like knocks a sandwich out of his hand and the guy just like, just pummels him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, like that whole scene of him. So he like, it's him in this roadside diner and it's, he comes out of the bathroom where he's had this like, you know, thing about, you know, Oh, we're back in the jungle, but it's over. And like the entire, uh, counter is just like filled up with cowboy hat guys Mm -hmm. who all seem to like either be friendly with each other or know each other. And he like sits by himself at a table and no one else is sitting at a table that you see. And I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm so fucking stressed out and feel so like, Oh, I know that. that. Why did you, you idiot. Why did you sit at the counter? Like a normal person. Because he's not a cool cowboy guy. He's just like some, some shitty office dude. Who's like, uh, he's, he's again, kind of, you know, the gender stuff is like, is the moral of this movie that like he needs to get in touch with his like primal, like, you know, masculine I think the moral self. Of this movie is that masculinity is exhausting. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I like that. It ties in, you know, like I think around this era, I think is when you get like the, uh, the mythopoetic men's movement. I'm just going to check when this. Okay. No, that was a little later. That was in the eighties. That was all like, you know, when when men were like, what if we did all the things that lesbians do, like go into the woods and bang drums and stuff um, <laughs> like that's that's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, like we need to get in touch with our deep masculinity. Uh, but in a way that is like they, they you know, they weren't like um, w- which necessarily means being like terrible people, although it, it sometimes led to that. Um, it was just like this weird new agey thing. But so this right. I feel like kind of anticipates that a little bit. Um, of like he's like this it's kind of like new like modern man right he wants and, to um, apologize to his wife yeah he's, he tries to apologize he's like i'm really <laughs> sorry if i offended you or something it's like this truck tried to fucking kill you are you kidding yeah. me but then he does it and it, it's he fucked up like he should have just been like hey does any uh hey fellas Hey, Is fellas. That, does that truck belong to any of you no it doesn't no problem because he he like gets into a fight with the guy he thinks is the truck driver mm-hmm. and then it isn't him and then oh the truck that the reveal that that of what that guy's truck is and it's like the oh most my God, beautiful yeah. pristine clean gorgeous white big rig like i've never seen a big rig that's not pretty <laughs> yeah and it's, it's like just this nice big guy who just wants to have a sandwich and he's like really i mean okay it wasn't nice of him to beat up this man who's clearly like not doing great <laughs> no but he was fairly patient for the first like seven interactions that they have like he's like what What are you talking about like he's not like fuck you man he's just like what what like what's up bro i'm just trying to eat my sandwich and have my beer like uh yeah there is like there is a sense like 
so I sympathize with our main character. I sympathize with man because this is a truly terrifying thing to have happen, but I don't like him very much. Like, I don't get a sense that like, I think they're trying to show in the movie. Like, I, I think the read is that he is like a little bit of a new male or like a new, you know, I mean, that wasn't even the terminology yet, right? This wasn't even, this is like before any of this was a, a huge thing. This is like the very, this is kind of the middle of new wave feminism, right? Even happening. And and it's way before a lot of the masculinity, sort of reclaiming masculinity. Stuff this is pretty know. early on in... Um, it's in 71. Like, so it's, it's pretty new. So yeah. It's really, it's, it, it, but it's, in terms of like, quote unquote, women's lib being like a hot topic. Yeah. This oh, is like the early. beginning of that. Yeah. It's, it's really right. early. Um, but this, it's like, but it, it's not so early that like, you could go to acting. You can, like, if you went to Acton and, and said women's lib, they would probably know what you were talking about. Sure. Whereas, right. like, sure. in 68, maybe they wouldn't. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of right in, in But that yeah, like, this line. is the, that's what they're calling it then. They're not calling it, like, feminism or anything. They're calling it women's lib. Oh, yeah. those women's libbers. Yep, right. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. Libbers. Which, you know, I'm sure the depiction of a lot of the cowboy man, the, the manly-ass men who are very sweaty- at the counter probably would not necessarily be super excited about. But. I mean, anyone would be sweaty because that is a hot place to be. Yes. Where, very, what's the temperature where I am right now? They don't have Wait, AC. Let's, let's find out. Let's let's look. What, what's the temperature outside? I bet it's uh, OK. It's only 73. But yesterday it was like almost 80. Oh, and wow. So up there in like in an Acton area, yeah. it was probably in like the mid 90s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we're no, I'm not blaming them February. for being sweaty. They, I, yeah, I'm I just saying like so this much. is a hot, unpleasant, <laughs> yeah. desert place with nothing around, and it's just like people driving between L.A. and Bakersfield, yeah. and the Bay. And yeah, I guess there's and farms all you got and ranches is if you go further north. All you got is Chucks, which is even a line that's like, oh, this is probably the only place to eat for miles, like. This character yeah. is sympathetic in ways, but I still don't like him very much because no, he's not. No, very he's likeable. a shitty little dude. He, yeah, that's the thing. He is kind of like a <laughs> shitty little dude who's in a horrible situation. So I have the sympathy for the situation, but the character himself is—he's milk toast in a way that it doesn't even make sense. Like a, an actual reasonable person in this scenario, I think about what I would do, and I would absolutely stay in that fucking cafe. I would probably call some sort of help and stay there the whole time. And I would ask everybody in the cafe, I'd be like, look, I'm so sorry. I'll buy you all around, like, or something. <laughs> just can somebody please just tell me who's driving that truck. And, like, even if not, I would try to make friends because that's kind of the idea. Like, the only way you're actually going to be okay in this world, in this world of people kind of being everywhere, uh, you know, in between, like, everybody living in basically one giant liminal space in between bigger cities is, like, you're going to have to fucking make some friends. You're going to have to not be a, a weirdo or a creep and snatch sandwiches out of people's hands. You're going to have to make friends. You're going to have to, like, reason with people and be like, hey, Chef Chuck. I don't know. Whatever. Chuck. I don't know if it's actually Chuck who's the cook. But, like, hey, dude, I just had a really bad experience. I don't really know what's going on. And, like, excuse me. I, I know I'm an idiot. I know I'm from out of town. Like, I'm so sorry. But, like, can can you help me out? Can I hang out here? Can I give you some money to let me hang out here? Like, something Something like that. Obviously, that's a really boring fucking movie, unless, of course, there's another turn, right? But it does annoy me a lot of the time when I, like, see somebody who's having a really bad time, and instead of doing the thing that is like, okay, you know what? 
ABC here. Like he starts doing that, but then he just can't handle it because he doesn't know how to do any kind of real deductive reasoning. Well, I think uh, it's also and, and I felt so out. bad for the waitress yeah. who's just trying to help him, and he's just like, I don't know, give me an aspirin and some water. Like, I don't think it's that he's. I mean, he's freaked out. He's freaked out yeah, first of all. Yeah. But to me, this isn't. Um, I you know he's he's bad at deductive reasoning. This is a movie about a man who's like alienated from yeah from yeah, sure. the world. Um, and like it's important that it's set in the you know, the interstitial places between between cities. And he's a computer salesman, I think. I forget if that's stated in, like, the movie, but I've okay. read that on the Wikipedia article. He's a computer salesman. And, you know, he's just so, like, he doesn't know how to interact with people. So there is, like, a reading of this movie, I think, that's, like... Yeah. That's very much just, like, technology has, like, introduced all of this alienation into our lives. Like, the villain is, like, a machine, right? Um... I think that's like a pretty surface level reading, but I think there's an element of that going on, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a that's a that's a wise read on like what's obvious, like what's more intended here for sure. I do just want to say I would pretty much do exactly everything this guy did. (laughs) (laughs) I maybe would have died or maybe I would have died, though. Uh And maybe this would have been a shorter movie because I would have been like more aggressive. Mm with uh competing with this truck yeah oh shit and better at driving but much more reckless (laughs) (laughs) uh i've have you ever gotten into like a i don't drive like a passing cup oh i have like a lot of pride in myself as a driver to drive wait you don't know how to drive no oh wow good for you i mean i had a learner's permit but then, so, okay, I got a learner's permit, and then I went to college in Toronto, which is a big city, sure. yeah. and didn't make sense to have a car, and I got used to living somewhere with public transit, and then there was just, like, a never a, a time when it made sense to learn to drive for me. Sure, sure, um, sure. So, yeah. Wow. I know. So, I have dreams all the time where I have to drive, and I can't. Oh. And it's yeah. really scary. So maybe Shit. if I learn to drive. Uh, <laughs> no, you still, you'll still have dreams. You'll have dreams where you forget how to drive. You'll have dreams oh. where you have to drive from the back seat. Oh, um, God. Or you can't brake. Mine are always you can't brake. That's always it. Or you I always have really to drive slow. from the back seat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of those for sure. Or like, yeah, I have to drive from like a weird place. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is working. But <laughs> I am like, I have a lot of pride in myself as a driver. I'm a pretty good driver. Yeah. And I, I get, like, that. really intense with shit. And I've never, I've never, like, chased after anybody. But, like, I will roll down the window and yell at somebody. Or, like, I flip people off a lot. And <laughs> I cuss a lot driving. Um, but I'm bad at it. Wait, Mary, you've driven. I've driven you before. You've driven. Yeah, I've been in a car with you. you but we were in traffic the whole time. You didn't. But I'm learning so much about both of you today. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I never liked, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, there's something I, about this movie that I find like really relatable as like a California driving yeah. thing. Because like, oh, like, I'm like, I'm not a very aggressive person. You know, I'm not yeah. like, I, I don't have a lot of, I'm not very intimidating as a presence. Uh, I can't fight. All I have is that I can like be drive faster than a big rig. That's all I've got. 
but you can't drive faster than a big rig if it has some souped up diesel. <sighs> but, okay, also, but does, maybe is like has a demon in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Oh no, go. You go for it. I was just gonna say I because I'm an EMT. And sorry to do the because I'm an EMT thing. I know it's very obnoxious, but like some of the things that I have seen, I am a very cautious driver like real real careful like i go fast but i also will like if anything sets off my spidey sense i'm just like well we're going to the right lane now for a while like i am so 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 paranoid about drunk drivers and especially like again vicky and i do a a fair amount of driving i do a lot of driving in their car um and like i have been learning to drive my ambulance in uh, Brooklyn and Queens where everybody double or triple parks and it's honestly terrifying and I have no idea how I haven't hit anything yet because it's just like, holy shit, how do I do this? Um, but, but like when Vicky kind of talked about how this movie is their greatest fear, I 100% bought it. It, it is just so easy to die in a car. <laughs> like it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. Um, like small little things could go wrong and you are just dead or like really really badly injured um it's it's scary shit like we should be more afraid of cars than we are as like a society like yeah we we shouldn't necessarily be as afraid of snakes as we are or you know i guess unless of course you live in an environment with a lot of snakes like we should be fucking terrified of cars like cars should be the thing that scares us the most like based on how often they kill us but um i think it's because it's not like a persistent like genetic memory of being afraid of spiders and snakes like we we just aren't but cars haven't been around long enough for us to develop like an irrational exactly like a genetic fear of them exactly of course yeah like it it makes perfect sense it's just sort of like well logically if you think about oh what what kills people the most it's like well, that would be cars uh, for sure. Cars are also we very dangerous. Meant to go fast, like our bodies weren't meant to go. <laughs> Listen, fast. If we were meant to go fast, then God would have given us wheels, and we would all be, and we we're would be transformers. Only rolling around the countryside, <laughs> we would be transformers. We'd be able to turn into cars, but that's not how we were made. You know, we'd have right, sonic a, feet spinning it. around. Yeah, we don't have those. We don't have those. So. Yeah, bodies bodies are are terrifying, and the fact that we put them in horrifying metal cages, and in the seven, these cars scare me even more because there's like nothing safe about them. Like cars now, well, depending on the car, depending on the car, have at least some safety features that can keep you from being uh, killed or maimed as badly, of course. But like, I don't think Deuter has fucking you know airbags on all the sides in here. No, uh. <laughs> that looks like a very unsafe car he's got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Part of it is that like when I, I'm used to, a, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get into the entire history of the highway system of California. <laughs> Are it's you kidding? No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I'm just saying, I'm looking at it with a, with the eyes of somebody who isn't mostly driving on like a two lane highway with a lot of dirt. Sure, 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 sure. So I do tend to drive a lot faster, whereas, like, you can't really do that on, like, a two-lane highway with a lot of dirt where, like, yeah, as opposed to, like, a freeway with exits and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that the 110, uh, which he was taking in the beginning with the nice tunnel, uh, I believe was the first freeway ever built. Okay, I'll stop. Wow. That's awesome. Um, That's cool. That has really, really short entrances and exits. They're, like, very oh. short on and off ramps. Oh. Um, so you have to start 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of challenging. They hadn't figured it out yet. <laughs> they hadn't figured it out yet, you know? I'm so um, but yeah, this is like so the the diner scene is, I guess, like I guess for like first we have to have to humiliate this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few times. So like there's the diner scene. And then do we want to talk about the school bus scene? Because the school bus scene is like excruciating. Oh my me. god. It's so painful. Yeah. Yeah. So right. He's like, he's driving the trucks. He has like another bad little. Does he? I guess the is the truck ahead of him. I guess. Yeah, and I think the, so. Uh, like but, he waits it out at one point, and then now he's like, "All right, they must be way ahead of me now." Uh, and then yeah. he runs into the school bus. Yeah. Um. So a school bus driver waves him down, and he pulls over, and it's the school bus. And this man with a bolo tie, because to remind you, you're in the sticks. And like just a bus full of adorable children. Um, and the truck is stuck in like the dirt and the guy or the bus is stuck in the dirt. And the bus driver is asking him to like push the bus with his little car. And he's like, I don't think this is going to work. I've got a uh-huh. little car. I'm just, a, just little a little guy. Little driving guy. <laughs> he's just a little guy. And the bus driver's like, no, 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 I think I'll, I've just eyeballed it. I think it'll work. It doesn't work. Spoiler <laughs> alert. And But just like, uh, I don't know, what did you think of this? Like, these, I, this is like, it was to me like one of the most horrifying scenes in the movie. Of him just like pushing and pushing with his little car, the school bus, yeah. full of children who were all looking out the back window making faces at him. Yeah, it's and really taunting painful. him for his like. Oh God! It's these kids are like, eh, I can't do it, and they're just making faces <laughs> and like screaming, and there are all these really uncomfortable close-ups of these children being just the worst. And he's so they're mad so about cute them, at first, like too. Yeah, denting his car. It's just like I hate all of this. Like all of this is like I want to run away. I w- I want to go for a nice run away in the in the desert and and not be near any of these people because they scare me and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah i would have maybe okay i would have either died or turned around and gone home yeah yeah it's bad it's so bad it's really uh i don't know like this this makes me more uncomfortable than a lot of the other scenes in the movie too because, yeah like obvious this man has children but he hates children and it's awkward like or he's uncomfortable with children he doesn't he wants bound he wants he wants boundaries yeah this is his special car this is his fun nice thing that he has he doesn't want these little kids denting his the the hood of his nice car i guess he also doesn't want them to die so i guess he does not hate children so oh yeah he's also right. freaked yeah. out because the truck is stopped yeah the truck's just it's watching. waiting for him <laughs> yeah he sees the truck pull up down the road and it's just like it's just sitting there oh, it's just and he's like oh shit i gotta go I hate this. Do you think they could have just like handled this differently? Him yeah, like, the truck? They could have talked it out. No, the truck is a fundamentally unreasonable. You, you can't. The truck is like the Terminator, right? You can't reason with it. It You can't like seduce it. You can't tell it <laughs> not. Can't you? No, it's a truck. You can't. I think you can seduce it. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks <laughs> having sex. Okay. Because um, like, what do truckers do? Well, but it's not a trucker. It's the truck. Yeah, but trucks. Okay, what do trucks do? Drive around. Yeah, but maybe they have sex also. 
I well, feel like yeah, according to that Lemon tension, Demon song, they do. Um, I feel okay. Like when the truck, so he fails, blah blah blah, whatever, and then he like gets stuck and he has to get unstuck, and the truck is watching the whole time. It's so humiliating, and and then he pulls away and he wants, to, and then the truck starts driving towards him and he's so freaked out, and but then it turns around and it pushes the bus, the school bus full of children out and saves all the kids and does such a better job than he did. It's like the. The only, like, the true cucking of the, like, the only time he's actually cucked in this movie is when he can't save the kids and the evil truck comes and saves them instead while he's watching, after watching him fail. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I think they should have fucked him in the truck. So he fucks the truck? I mean, or his car in the truck could have fucked. Like, it's... Have you never felt sexual tension with, like, your car and another car driving for a really long time? Hmm. Not the drivers. Just the cars themselves. Yeah, like, because, you know, cars have faces. They do have faces. That yeah, is cars, true. Yeah, sometimes people put eyelashes on their cars. That's yeah. always upsetting. That's really that's upsetting. <laughs> don't do that. Hey, if you do that, hey, listen, I don't want to tell you how to do your business, but uh, you can't do don't that. Do- <laughs> you can't. Okay. You can't do that. <laughs> in this movie everything's the same the the truck has eyelashes no every car has eyelashes wow every car what if it's this movie but cars I was just gonna say what if this movie is but cars I'm gonna get ya Steve Johnson (laughs) Steve Carr I'm gonna I don't know what the names of the cars are in cars I've never seen cars (laughs) one of them is is literally named McQueen I think Steve I'm gonna get ya Steve McQueen Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Lightning McQueen. So I know nothing, but okay. Speaking of of the truck, uh, they had one truck when they made this movie, mm-hmm. and so the, the this movie ends like you know we can talk about the snake scene too. Uh, but oh yeah, the climax of this movie basically is like you know he's being chased for a while longer. Uh, the problem with his car that he like dismisses at the beginning of the movie turns out to actually be a problem. Uh, his car gets sick, and then he basically like tricks the truck into like he does like a chicken with the truck, Mm -hmm. but he leaves his briefcase on the the gas and dives out. And then the truck crashes into the car and then it can't see where it's going. And so it drives off a cliff. They only had the one sacrifices his, his his car. car. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he abandons the, the trappings of modernity and returns to monkey. Um, Ah. and it just ends with him throwing rocks. But, uh, they only had the one truck. So uh, when they destroyed that truck, that was like one take because they're like, okay, we can only do this once. We can only destroy this truck once. Um, and then when they, um, when they added the additional scenes, they, you know, they had to get another truck because they had destroyed the one that they had. Um, and that truck, I think it's still around and uh, is, is owned by a truck collector now. Oh, of course it is. Um, Holy shit. Sorry. Hey, Danielle. Yeah. So Richard Matheson wrote one episode of Star Trek. Guess yes. which one it was. Was it City on the Edge of Forever? Think. Did you just watch the movie Duel? Guess which one it was. About a car trying to kill Captain Kirk? It's The Enemy Within. Oh! What happens in that? I've never seen it. Uh, that's the one where do do a transporter accident. Uh, Captain Kirk gets gets split 
into yes. a beta cuck Captain Kirk and yep. an evil alpha Captain Kirk. Yep. Oh, wow. And that's the one with the dog, the unicorn With the dog. dog. Yep. Oh, yep. no, that fucked up dog. Yep, that fucked up dog. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Richard Madison has one speed, I guess. Oh, yeah. this. He wrote so many Twilight it's Zone just... episodes, too. Oh. Well, never mind. He has more than one speed, I No, guess. no, no. I mean, like... I mean, I'm sure they're all like this. They're probably you know? the same. <laughs> it's probably Imagine, if shit. you will, a man who drives around in a little car. <laughs> but he's about to drive... He's about to turn into the off-ramp onto the Twilight Zone. Oh, um, <laughs> Incredible. Hey, what's Incredible. with the snake lady? Okay, yes. Can we talk... She's so, my at one point... At one point, the... Um, he pulls off the road and uh, he pulls into this like little gas station slash snake spider farm. This mm-hmm. this woman comes out and is like, look at my snakes. Um, <laughs> and uh, he asks to use your phone and she has like a payphone in like a booth. And uh, he's like trying to call the police and the truck just fucking drives through the payphone and then it's just like smashing all the snake stuff and she's like my snakes my beautiful snakes oh no you've, you've got my snakes uh he gets a tarantula yes. on his leg at one point it's great what is is this a thing like is a snake and spider farm like a thing in, in california like a roadside do you attraction. not have do you not have roadside attraction uh gas stations they're uh, very rare here now i assume um, this was like more of a thing previously yeah. yeah, when uh so before the internet, people needed something to entertain them. <laughs> they really kind of did. They needed something to take a break from driving for like hundreds of miles. So with two lane highways, um so like uh, so you know that like there's there's highways that there's freeways where there's no stoplights ever, right? And there's on ramps and off ramps. And there's highways where there's stretched long 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 stretches without stoplights and intersections, but they go through towns and those and then when they go through the towns, it has like stoplights, intersections, stuff, right? Yeah. You know that that way of doing things. So in the old highway ways, like Route 66 era, especially um, roadside bullshit fucking thrives. Like roadside like, attractions, right? So this is like things yeah. like the world's biggest rubber band ball or like stuff like that okay so and we have like there's certain kinds of desert things so like there's a lot of rock things Mm -hmm. um if you get into like arizona new mexico and colorado uh and in california it's more we don't really have much stuff so it's more bullshit Mm. (laughs) so we've got like uh we've got like dinosaurs up in riverside like out in riverside um, and yeah, it's like a snake lady. So this would be like pretty rare to have like a, somebody with live snakes in, in my experience. But maybe back then when they hadn't, you know, live didn't snakes? have like the big fancy. In my they experience? They didn't have the big fancy. <laughs> it's more likely than you think. <laughs> they didn't have these these big fancy things, though, is what you're saying. Well, they didn't like, because you have to stop a lot more. Yeah. And gas mileage wasn't as good or something. Right. Yeah. These are like the the pre, like the precursor to like those rest stops with like a Wendy's and like yeah. a Cinnabon. Yeah, now, now it's all like that. But in the old days, 
you had to say like, yeah, we've got a laundry. We've like, we've got washing machines. We've got laundry for truckers and stuff, or we've got fucking snakes. You know, those are are the two. So I was really lucky when I moved into my building because they not only have laundry, but they also do have snakes in building (gasps) unit snakes. Um, So I do share my apartment snakes. Uh, Yeah. I do share my apartment with, uh, with some snakes, but um, what kind? It's a bit snaky. I'll say that. Snaky. Wait, Um, how does Mona feel about that? Oh, uh, she's she's cool, you know. Yeah. She's a very comfortable cat. With she's cool with snakes. Um, you know, they're small snakes, so they're not going to bug her. They're yeah, little guys. You know. Listen, living in New York, you are going to get some snakes. Okay. You yeah. just everyone just kind of deals with that. We don't talk about it very often because we you don't get want roaches. To, you get rats. You get. Snakes. We don't want people to freak out. Yeah. And people always make a big deal. Oh, you've got snakes. Why, why are you live in a city where you, there's snakes in literally every room of every building? Wait a second. Because we so love snake the bagels. Got it's these great. rattlesnakes in a, in these like cages outside. Yes. Yeah. Where does where do they go at night? Uh, they they just freeze. She might honestly put them in. in, she put them in. Oh yeah, maybe she takes them in. I bet. But she, she would like, need to put give them like heat. Or maybe yeah, she just I bet like she has like a little ca- like a little cabin for them. Maybe she I, just I like catches them every day. Like she just lets them out at night, and then during the morning she like catches <laughs> new snakes to put in the display. <laughs> she needs a hobby, okay? There's not that many cars. There's on not the much road. to do out there. You yeah. know, I love the snake lady. I love her. Yeah, once her even movie. if she is doing cruelty to snakes, but yeah, like the fucking I love one thing I love about this is like. There's kind of a moment where they tease you with the idea that nobody else can see this truck and the truck isn't real. <laughs> yeah. And they immediately are like, no, everyone else can see this truck. It's just a regular truck. Um, and he'll have these things where like he'll talk to somebody about the truck and they'll be like, oh, we don't believe you. And then the truck will show up and just start fucking going crazy. And they'll be oh. like, no, ah, this sucks. There's like pace. <laughs> but yeah, Snake Lady is like, you know, she, she's like, well, I don't know why you want to use my phone. Whatever, just snakes. Do you want to something and wild? Then, then all her snakes get messed up. I her snakes get so, so messed up. Bad. Do you think she has snake insurance? I hope she had snake insurance. Oh, God. This she is violent. It's like violence against snake though. lady. Violence against Also, animals. did she have a pet coyote? Violence against Shame cars. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. That yeah. was not okay. I hey, think coyote should that. run free. Yeah. Maybe it's a kind of situation where it's like feral, but she like feeds it. But it was it chained her. up. You have, was on a little short chain, and yeah, you around. don't chain up a dog. <gasps> I forgot about um, the chain. Oh no! Do you want to know something wild about yes. this movie? Yeah, please. Uh, it had an audience share of thirty three percent when it aired. Wow! One third of people watching television were like were watching this, which is wild. Because wow. like, I mean, obviously, a lot fewer people had televisions, um, and sure. there were a lot fewer channels too. But it's just like, imagine like making a TV movie and just like, oh yeah, like a third of people with TVs watched my my TV movie about a truck who hates that this man. That doesn't exist. I don't, I, like, are there any things that get to 1% at this point? I don't like, know. I don't know. Like, it's, Maybe yeah. like Olympics? When it's Olympics time? Something like right. that? Or like World Series, you know? Maybe. Right, yeah. Like a big know. sport? Sports, World Cup, yeah. Um. One thing yeah. that I realized, so this movie, I feel like is one of those films that like, it's, you know, it's from 1971. It's old. Um, yeah. It's like 50 years old. And 
I didn't realize the first time I watched it, which was like a, a couple of years ago. But when I was rewatching it, I was like, wait a second. All of the things that I've seen, all of the, the, the television shows and like movies and stuff that I've seen where there is a truck trying to kill someone. That's probably from this. So you, I think yeah. you can trace a direct line from Steven Spielberg making Duel in 1971 to Escape in Sonic Adventure 2. When Sonic runs down the hills of San Francisco and a giant truck is trying to fucking kill him. It's that's Wait, that's that's a thing. They yeah. did a Sonic. Uh, they did dual Sonic. It's one of the most well-known on levels. It's duel. one of the most well-known levels in Sonic the Hedgehog history because it has such a memorable song. And it's the first level of that game. But it has like this incredible song. Um, and it, the level ends with this truck. um, this like view where like Sonic is running towards the camera and this truck is barreling after him. Uh, and the truck even looks kind of similar. And um, I'm like, well, yeah, that's dual for sure. That's then. dual. They did that. They did dual. Honestly, I really want to watch the dual loop. I really want to watch the, loop the, on third. the third that does dual. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's they, almost uh, amazing. Yeah. It's uh, the loop in the third, the mystery of Mamo um, has a, a dual parody. And uh, actually, a lot of movies were either inspired by or, uh, you know, parody, duel. Uh, the movie, um, what is it? Uh, Breakdown, mm-hmm. um, which is a Kurt Russell, 97 movie, yeah, yeah. which um, is kind of a similar concept. And uh, actually, Kurt Russell's wardrobe in that movie is basically like, uh, Dennis Weavers and Duel, mm. and they both drive red Chryslers. Direct homage. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask a question. It is a relevant question for mm-hmm. for as we as we barrel towards our own ending, I guess. Here, I actually, especially upon rewatching, think this is one of Spielberg's genuinely like shot for shot strongest outings. Um, yeah. Oh it's yeah. Very good. I mean, I okay. listen, listen, yeah. folks. Like, I haven't seen. Many Spielberg movies. Um, you know, I, lo- I love a Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, okay. I hate E.T. Hate E.T. I hate E.T. <laughs> you hate uh, E.T.? Fucking yeah, hate E.T. I hate E.T. bullshit. It's disgusting. Okay, wait. Let bullshit. me bring up a list of Spielberg movies so I can see, yeah, like, let's, let's what... Let's You know, yeah, he's made, like, it. a couple of them, I think. Um, okay. <laughs> so... He, so, okay. He did Jaws. I have not seen Jaws. I haven't seen Close Encounters. It. Oh, it's um, great. That's my favorite Spielberg. Indiana Jones okay. is okay. is fine. It's the Indiana Jones. One, the first one is good. Yeah. I haven't seen The Color Purple or Empire of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, Color Purple has some things. I haven't seen AI. He did AI, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Catch Me If You Can or The Terminal. I did see War yeah. of the Worlds. It was bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so I haven't seen many of his his uh his movies oh saving private ryan is whatever um like jurassic park i like i like jurassic park i should really see jaws at some point because it's so foundational but it's amazing to me that like this is the first thing you do this is like such a powerful first movie to me and it's like just it's weird because spielberg has become known as like this huge blockbuster guy who makes these like elaborate productions with like you know, your your Jurassic Parks or what have you. Um, Duel cost $450,000 to make, which again, was like more money in 1971, of course, but like, it's a pretty like tightly structured movie 
with yeah. not a lot of excess or like special effects or anything. Um, and probably, uh, probably all the budget is basically stunts. Like it's yeah. the stunts and like the truck. You, know? you, can't make, yeah. you can't make a movie like Jurassic Park unless you can make a movie like Duel. Because yeah. Jurassic, I mean, yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, if you want to go back and listen, listeners, to our Jurassic Park episode, uh, I did the the copy of Jurassic Park I found for that episode was backwards, and I did watch the entirety backwards. <laughs> what? And it is so well made and so well structured. Yeah. You can watch that movie backwards. It is like it's it's a very different experience, and it's not as good. But like that movie is there's there's basically there's some like cool moments of special effects but there's no fat on that movie really yeah it's right. really like good. pretty much everything is that's in it needs to be in it um it's just a big thing yeah but like if you can't make a if you can't make a movie as tight and well structured and still exciting as duel you can't get away with making jurassic park yeah. as well as spielberg made jurassic park mm. That is my, that was my big thing watching this. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, like, this is why, like, he, th- this is a man who can just make an entertaining fucking movie, which is like, and which is why something like E.T. drives me crazy because, like, like, what's all this stupid stuff in here? I don't want any of this. What's this fucking horrible looking alien? Get this it's, guy out of so here. It's so ugly. Get this it's fucking so... monster out of here. Why isn't he and, like, scary? Would... He should be Jaws. <sighs> and especially after Close Encounters, which is like such a good movie. About aliens? Yeah. It's like one of my favorite movies about aliens. For you, to, for you, Steven, to then turn around and make maybe my least favorite movie about aliens? How dare you? How dare you, honestly? It's so really disrespectful fact, to aliens. Little known fact, but the prop that would become E.T. is actually driving the truck in Duel. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. You joke. You joke. But, um... You know how they rebooted the Animaniacs? Yes. There's a Pinky and the Brain segment from the 2020 Animaniacs reboot where Pinky and the Brain are chased by a truck that drives off a cliff. And then later they showed that it was E.T. driving the truck. What? Boo. Yeah. (laughs) Animaniacs? Who is that show for? Nobody. It's not for anybody. It's bad. Um, I do want to just... Uh, dropping one yeah. last little trivia Please. point, uh, which is that the uh, the sound that the truck makes when it goes oh, over the cliff yeah. and explodes is like yeah. a dinosaur sound effect that's from a movie called The Land Unknown from 1957. Oh, Fantastic. And uh, the same sound is used when Jaws dies. Sorry, not oh, Jaws. Shit. The shark. Jaws, the shark isn't named Jaws. Um, when the shark <laughs> dies. Is not named Jaws? Um, I mean, no, I mean, if you want to believe, then his name is Jaws. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That is it. That was a big thing for me when I realized that too. Like, wait, the shark's not named Jaws? Like, oh, of course it is. Here comes Jaws. Jaws, This terrible Jaws. Um, (laughs) No, it's just, it's just a shark. It doesn't have a name. Um, But I, yeah, Spielberg used the same sound effect when the shark dies. Yeah. as a uh, a way of thanking Duel for starting his career, Aww. which I thought was kind of cute. Also, I love that it has a dinosaur sound effect when the truck dies. It's really good. Like that's really, really. That's 
I love shit like that. This is what makes me not hate movies. Like, I get so mad about Hollywood. I get so mad about all the just horrible politics of... Politics? Wow, where am I going with this? Anyway, I love that. I, too, hate my polycules ticks. You know, my polycules, they have so many ticks. It's a real problem. Lyme disease is an issue. So I Um, hate movies now because Jaws isn't the name of the shark. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like I've been lied to my entire life. He also doesn't wear an eye patch. Uh, Who doesn't? I don't know if I ever thought there was an eye patch in Jaws. But I did think that the shark was named Jaws. I mean, we all did. You know, at some point we all have to grow up. up. And that means learning that the, the shark's name is not Jaws. But uh, also, Jaws the villain in Bond is not wearing an eye patch. I thought of the wrong dude. Why would he be wearing an eye patch? Oh, I thought you might because of boats and stuff. No, I like, was trying to make guys in boats don't have eyes. Fucking humdinger of a James famously Bond guys in boats do not have eyes. <laughs> and uh, with that, I think we're about ready to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, great yeah, movie. Really great good. movie. Uh, check it out. Truck versus Cuck in theaters now, <laughs> not in theaters now. Never. Well, it was in limited theaters, but on YouTube theaters. On now, YouTube theaters now. So yeah, that's all for this week. We hope you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us. Be sure to rate and review our podcast. If you could do that on iTunes, even if you don't listen to our show on iTunes, if you have an an Apple account, uh, go on there and say, "I love when they talk about the truck movie." Five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could tell a friend about the podcast or tweet about it. That would be awesome too, because that really helps, uh, really helps, uh, us grow, you know, and we're all about growth here. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media, uh, or on Instagram at fanbyte and, uh, at fanbyte.com. You can follow LB at hunk tears on Twitter. Danielle is Danielle RI on Twitter. I am Merrick K on Twitter and, uh, Paul, our uh, Paul Tamayo, our producer is Polly Mayo, P O L I M A Y O. Uh, and thank you to Paul for producing this. And uh, what else? Oh, um, join our Discord, fanbite.casa. It's great. We have a whole channel where people just post pictures of their pets, and like every day I just check it and just bask, and I'm just like, yes show me pictures of your dogs for I cannot have a dog um, not yeah Mona is great too I love Mona but I miss I miss hanging out with dogs uh yeah uh, anyone got anything to add beep beep Ta-da. beep beep <laughs> until next time you love to see it <laughs>